Welcome to the Filament Lincoln Center podcast. On today's episode of our daily NYFF 60 edition, director Maria Schrader, writer Rebecca Lankowitz, stars Carrie Mulligan and Zoe Kazan, journalists Jody Cantor and Megan Tui, and producers Dee Dee Gardner and Jeremy Kleiner discuss She Said, a spotlight selection of this year's festival with NYFF executive director Eugene Hernandez. In 2017, the New York Times reporters Jody Cantor and Megan Tui broke a story that would change the world, uncovering decades of sexual harassment and assault in Hollywood. Cantor and Tui boldly took on an establishment that had too long been allowed to systematically protect abusers. This thrilling new drama based on Cantor and Tui's best-selling book about their hard-fought investigation is directed by Maria Schrader, director of I'm Your Man in the acclaimed TV series Unorthodox, from a screenplay by Rebecca Lankwitz. She said stars Zoe Kazan and Carrie Mulligan in wonderful performance as the two intensely committed reporters whose efforts would ultimately help ignite the Me Too movement. Schrader's film, in the tradition of all the president's men and spotlight, is a tribute to the art and importance of investigative journalism, as well as a moving portrait of two women whose personal lives couldn't be put on hold even as they navigated a labyrinth of NDAs, legal double binds, and frightened witnesses. She says a remarkable supporting cast includes Patricia Clarkson, Andre Brower, Samantha Morton, and Jennifer Ely. To learn more and get tickets for this year's NYFF taking place through this Sunday in all five boroughs of NYC, visit filmlink.org. Enjoy this conversation about She Said. It's obviously heavy being in this room. It's a room where Harvey Weinstein has been at this room in this festival, but also in this room to have so many survivors of his abuse is deeply meaningful. And to have all of you who brought this story to the screen, thank you for sharing it with us tonight. Maria, I'll start with you, and I have a bunch of questions. And we have limited time because some folks have to literally run to the airport to go to another film festival. Uh, maybe just lay the foundation, Maria, for us in in your decision to take on this this as I was acknowledging this very heavy but empowering and monumental story, and bringing it to the screen. Yeah, it's uh, it's only five years ago, as you said before, and uh, it almost, from our perspective, feels like an historic moment because so much has happened, specifically in the wake of the publication. And I, I lived through it. We all lived through it, and it um, it impacted me and led to enormous discussions and people call it a cultural shift and um, so we were all very aware of the story what we were not aware about is how that story came along and who was you know who were these people and how did they start to investigate it and um, so yeah (laughs) thank you for sharing it with us tonight and being here thank you Ashley, thank you. You. You're welcome. You broke your silence, and that was a seismic decision. May I invite you to share some thoughts in deciding to go even further and participate in bringing this film to the big screen? Well, first of all, I want to acknowledge my sisters and thank them for their courage as well. And um, I just want to say, because I live in a mixed reality of being here with y'all tonight, and I just want to remember that when I was speaking with my mother about this, she said, oh, go get him, honey. (laughs) (laughs) 
and in her sweet, homey way, in dulcet tones, just like that, not a punitive bone in her body. She just was enthralled by my audacity, as I later heard from our friends. Um, you know, when, when I got a call from Nicholas Kristoff, I thought, oh, it's about Harvey. And it was Nicholas reaching out to me about Jody, and then I learned about Megan. And it was very easy for me to tell the story because, as I say in the film, you know, my dad was with me on that day in 1996. And when I came down from the hotel room, he knew by his own description that something devastating had just happened to me by the look on my face. And so it was very validating that someone finally wanted to listen and do something about it. And the film was the next step in that. And obviously the script is written beautifully done and based on a very powerful book, based on a very powerful Pulitzer Prize winning investigative report. And I just kept telling the story on the movie. You know, it, my, my lines got longer and longer. I kept filling in more detail as much as, they, as the lawyers would allow me. Um, because it's, 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 it's so important to be in our truth and to have our, to have our righteousness in our story. And so it was a very simple thing for me to do, and I was very grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. Uh, Zoe and Carrie, these are iconic women that you portray on screen. Still very much alive and active, sitting here with us. <laughs> I hope so. Please share, please share with us your, your decision and experience in bringing these real women to the screen. I, I mean, it's a daunting prospect to play anyone real um, and then to play such, I mean, real heroes of our, um, of our society. So, uh, you know, I was terrified the whole time, <laughs> and I still am. Um, but we were so lucky because we immediately got to know these women and um, got to see, you know, I mean, they operate at the highest level and what they do, and it's just remarkable and fascinating to learn about that. It was just something I didn't know anything about, and then to, you know, spend time with them and have play dates and get to know each other, and then to feel like we, you know... Um, we sort of had a friendship as well, and that you know, but there was an understanding of the film and the story that we were trying to tell. So I, I just felt privileged from start to finish. Yeah, I think I think um, we were so exceptionally lucky to have a partnership with these two women, and to have our partnership on screen as well. And um, I think that even I think more than the feeling of. Um, needing to do justice by Jody and Megan. It was a feeling of needing to do justice to this story and to all of the brave women who spoke to them in order to bring this piece of journalism into the world. Jody and Megan, welcome. been five years what do you when you think about this five years what do you see as the what do you see now as the impact of your reporting all these years later how it's shaped coverage of other abuses have you been able to think about the impact of your work does this film even continue to um, 
affect that impact. Part of the reason why Megan and I are just so incredibly honored by this film is that it it encapsulates so much of what we believe about journalism. You know, we had both been journalists for a long time before the Weinstein story, but the Weinstein story sort of underlined everything we believed about journalism and put exclamation points on it. And we're so grateful to the team here tonight because it's our job to build people's confidence in telling the truth. And we really hope that the film will help in that work. And what you see in particular is that the group of sources and many of you who helped us in the film, uh, in the real story, excuse me, are here tonight, sorry. And um, the, the number of people who shared information with us was relatively small, and yet their impact was so large. And we hope this film helps people remember that these personal stories really can make an enormous difference. And one of the things that you can see in the movie, which was absolutely true to life, is that we weren't even sure we were going to be able to publish this story. We encountered so many challenges along the way. And there's a moment where I tell Jody in the film, and I said this in real life, like, I'm worried, is anybody going to care? And so for us, being able to publish the story, getting to the finish line and publishing the story, and then we could feel the impact almost immediately. I mean, our phones and emails were flooded with um, other women coming forward with their own stories from all different professions and all different walks of life. And we'd been journalists for 20 years and we had never experienced anything like that. And I think you can see the ripple effects of that playing out today. And so it's so wonderful to see even five years later, this movie plunge you back to kind of some, one of the, the origin stories. And um, I think it's, it's, it's useful for everybody as Me Too continues to take twists and turns. Rebecca, congratulations. Thank you. I just feel very privileged to be part of it, um, that Dee Dee and Jeremy asked me to be a part of it, and from you know a conversation in a small restaurant in London, you know, suddenly things are happening. And the book is such an incredible book, and I think that, the film will make even more people buy the book, and that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just was very proud and inspired by the journalists and their incredible journalism and everyone at the New York Times, and very inspired by the survivors who I met and who were just resilient and brilliant. And then, you know, for Maria to craft a film, it's... It, I, what I'm very happy about is just that this will reach a lot of people, yeah. and I think that's fantastic. You had you had this book, you had access to Megan and Jody, their work in the Times, and as people you could reach out to. Can you share a bit more about how you approached at the very start the topic and the subject, and why why it was something that you felt compelled to to dig into? I felt compelled as a woman. I felt compelled because I can count not on one hand but two hands how many women in my close circle have uh, had horrific experiences. And I don't think it's talked about enough. I think shame 
is something that women carry and they shouldn't have to. And I think that things have to change. That's why I felt passionate. And I think if this film helps anyone in any way, then we have done our job and that's great. Dee and Jeremy, producers of the film, I have a question I'm gonna start with you, but it's something we can also open up to the full group. But as producers of the film, you are also a direct bridge to our whole industry. Uh, I wonder if you could share with us how, as you were embarking on taking this story from a book to a movie, how did the industry respond to that? Um, how do you and how do you feel the industry has changed or evolved now in this in this five years since this book was written since the sorry since the reporting this reporting originally came to the New York Times? Where are we now? That's a lot. Jane. I know. Um, how did they respond when we decided to do it? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to that. Um, has it progressed? Was it hard to, 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 to find the, the resources, the support, the, the backing? I mean, it's always hard, right, to make it? Uh, no, no. The but book, I mean, I think the reporting was extraordinary. I think people saw the cinematic potential. I think Jody's and Megan's work, you know, was tenured and historical and revered and... Um, there was a, I mean, you know, there were cinematic signposts, there was a clock, there was tension, there was, I mean, you know, all the things. Um, no, the, the, I think the great fear I had was, uh, I, first of all, that we had was to get it right, mm. um, to honor the sources, to honor the survivors, to honor the witnesses, to honor the legions of people who helped you, and then to honor Jody and Megan, and then to honor the people who agreed to play all the parts, it was, um, that just felt, uh, it still feels um, intense and profound. Um, but you have to try, right? <laughs> um, I would just add that, um, I think the way we try and approach this stuff is try and put something together that has some vitality about it. Um, and if you look at the people on this stage, it's a real privilege to be amongst them, you know, artists, writers, director. Um, and luckily for us, um, at different stages in the process, Annapurna and eventually Universal, um, we did have support to to go out and, and try and tell this story and um, want to show appreciation to them. Um, but hopefully you craft it in such a way that, um, you know, it's always difficult. Um, there's always reasons to say no to things, but hopefully there's something in it, there's some energy in it or some feeling that it has a purpose that um, you could build kind of a collective um, that will push you through. It's my last question. I'm going to take the last piece of what I asked the two of you and open it up to anyone on the 
stage, and that is this, the movie offers, a, the film offers a window into an industry that is, that is, that is often obscured or, or, or a certain image is presented, right, and has been presented. But this, this film offers a window uh, into a dark side of that industry. And so that's why I wrote down the question, this question of like, where are we now, especially to those who work in this industry? What, what are you, what are you, what have you seen? What are you seeing? Maybe glimpses of, of hope for, for this industry? Or what are you seeing as the impact, not only of Jody and Megan's book, of making this movie and now bringing it, bringing it out? Okay, so <laughs> anybody reading the newspaper headlines, let's just say since May, um, since the beginning of May, um, would know that we're still living in like a oppressive patriarchy. Um, that's not special to our industry. <laughs> um, there is so much change left to be affected. One of the things that has happened as a result of this reporting and the wave of the Me Too movement that rose from the movement started by Toronto Burke um, after this reporting and the reporting that came out that was that subsequently is that there is now a conversation that is open and not just behind closed doors. And I think that that makes an enormous difference. There are also small things like that seem very small on the page, like having an intimacy coordinator, which now have become an industry standard. Um, my first experience with that, I was very like weirded out in anticipation of it, and then immediately was like, oh, I would never throw a punch without a stunt coordinator there. Makes perfect sense, why has this not been here all along? So I feel like there are certain safeguards, certain channels of communication that are open. And the thing I want to say about that is that, um, like, for me, the, the thing that Jody touched on of an, an individual can make change when supported by the right institutions is the most important thing. And I think for a long time, the institutions of Hollywood were all organized to, to support one kind of person. And my hope is that not just the change affected by the Me Too movement, but all kinds of changes happening to support many kinds of people within our industry and then hopefully in other industries. And I would add to support what Zoe was saying that so much has improved within our union. I remember being sexually harassed on set and not knowing where to go and with whom to speak about it. And now our union is so switched on and strong and on the membership card, there's a sexual harassment hotline number. There's the, defini the definition of sexual harassment on the webpage and the opening of it. There's all the um, protocols. I can take someone to an audition with me. Auditions don't happen in hotel rooms anymore. They don't happen before, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning and after 6 o'clock at night. And so all of that has definitely improved in, in our industry as well as the industry co coordinators, as was, as was mentioned. But another thing I wanted to share is that I think that 
I have reframed experiences that I have had to understand that they were, in fact, harassment and assault when I had previously minimized them. And so I think that the individual transformation that a lot of us has had as a result of what Tarana started in 2011 and, and as a result of this reporting has, has, has allowed women's consciousness to transform and then to set boundaries and reclaim autonomy and say, this is, this is the up with which I will not put and this is the hill on which I'm willing to die. And that then affects finding voice and being able to stand up for oneself and say, you know, do we want to be, you know me and my primates, a chimpanzee, you know, 100% of all females are severely beaten and sexually coerced by males, or do I want to be a bonobo where there's no male dominance and they're free from male sexual coercion? And so these choices then become more evident and we can establish our norms around who we want to be because I understand that was in fact abuse and it's not normative anymore. She Said is coming to theaters November 18th. Thank you for sharing this experience with us tonight. Thank you to this entire illustrious group for bringing the film to us and for being here. Thank you. <laughs>